Good evening. Um, welcome to session two. I'm super excited about tonight and I'm glad you're here. Good evening. I'm super excited about tonight. I'm glad you're here and I can't wait to get started. What did I just say to you? What did I just tell you? Did you understand something different the first time? What did you understand the first time? Daniel. That you weren't very excited. I wasn't very excited. But I said I was excited. Oh, you were lying. <laughs> Does sound make a difference? Absolutely. Now we're going to talk about sound. Uh, do different sounds affect us? Right? Uh, one question we like to ask is, or one thing we like to say when we listen to certain songs is because we say because the song has good words, good Christian lyrics, that means it's a good song. Regardless if I sing Jesus Loves Me to the tune of Jesus Loves Me, or if I sing Jesus Loves Me to rock and roll, because it's good words. But is there a difference? Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Different sounds affect us. Uh, here's an experiment we're going to do with different sounds. We did this with 7th grade the other day. Uh, if you have a pen or paper, uh, get it ready. You're going to write things down. If you need paper, I have some here. Uh, you can pass out sticky notes. I'm going to play four songs for you, and they're all going to be instrumental. And I want you to write down what the song is telling you, or what you're thinking about each song specifically. And then we'll go back and talk about each one. Four soundtracks. They're all going to be different. They're all going to be instrumental. I want you to shut your eyes when the music starts playing and write down exactly what, where you are, what you're thinking, and where the song is taking you. All right? Go ahead and close your eyes. I'll play the first one in about 30 seconds for you.
Fourth of July parade, all right. Exciting. Anybody else? The uh, title of that piece actually is uh, called Rush to the Hospital by Mr. Holland, from Mr. Holland's opus. Uh, the title is Rush to the Hospital. Uh, and it kind of has that feel of you know, walking down the road, all of a sudden something happens, and then you rush to the hospital. We'll play a little bit again later. So, uh, talking about different sounds, right? I, no words involved, you heard lots of different sounds, and you thought of lots of different things. So, sound uh, doesn't specifically have a definition. For instance, what does this sound mean? Oh. What does that mean? Right, sound, certain sounds don't have definition. In other words, if I say a word like child, you all know what I mean. If I give you a sound, you don't know what I mean. Sound doesn't have a definition, but when you put a bunch of things together, it uh, does something to us, changes us. So I'm going to talk about three things tonight. Power of association, power of words, and the power of sound. Starting with uh, association. Uh, so association is a connection or relation of ideas or feelings from the past. Uh, we associate with something. For instance, uh, the song... Love will bring us all together. How many of you know the song Love Will Bring Us All Together? Alright, my, my wife's grandparents love that song. And so every time we sing that song, I associate it with them. We sing it at their funeral. I can always picture where I'm standing every time we sing the song. Uh, we also have uh, other songs. A lot of us have old songs that remind us of certain things. Or certain sounds remind us, us, remind us of a certain place. Uh, also, this works for food. I don't like tomatoes. And every time I sit down to eat tomatoes, who can guess who's talking in the back of my head? My dear mother, <laughs> you need to eat your tomatoes. Your wife will appreciate it. Every time I sit down to eat tomatoes in my salad, I'm always thinking about sitting back home at the supper table and my mom's standing to eat my tomatoes. And smells. It works for smells, too, right? You smell certain things, it reminds you of something. Association. And this is, uh, associations in music affect us and shape us in very different ways. Uh, however, that does not mean that they are right or wrong. For instance, if you uh, associate something bad. Now, sometimes people come, they listen to this kind of music, and then they become saved, and they don't want to listen to that kind of music anymore. Because that's what they listened to when they were wild, so to speak. And so they think that's bad music. Some other people are still listening to it and think it's okay. Because that's where they are, maybe it uh, brought them to to Christ somehow. Maybe they got saved through it. So we have different, we view music differently. And this is important because this is where we start arguing about what good music versus bad music is. But we all have a different perspective on it. So it's important to remember that association with it. Uh, Matthew, the tax collector, an example in the Bible of association, right? Uh, Ephesians 5, let's go back to Matthew, sorry. Matthew was a tax collector. Nobody liked him, therefore... Uh, since he's a tax collector, we all hate him. And then when Jesus sits down to eat with him, what do the other people say? Everybody's like, why in the world is he eating with publicans and sinners? He's eating with this tax collector and he's a sinner. Therefore, Jesus must also be messed up because he's associating with that. 
Ephesians 5 says, For this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And the last verse, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now, even though associations might not be good or bad, we have to be careful what we associate with. And we could go on a big long argument about what we associate with. For instance, should we wear Nike shoes? Because Nike company is, might be evil. Should we carry an Apple phone? Because Apple believes this. Should we wear uh, an Eagles jersey? Because the Eagles are the Christian people, right? So we can, we can really go down a, a crazy path with this, but uh, we'll avoid that today. But uh, associations in music. All right, are words important in songs? Yes. Absolutely. Now, if we have a song with good words, does that make it a good song? Not necessarily. But we can. Words, uh, a sound or a combination of sounds that symbolize and communicate meaning. You're hearing everything I'm saying, and you know what I'm saying. Uh, it doesn't matter what words we listen to. Absolutely. Now, this is a, a big argument we can have. Like I mentioned before, the, song, the words are good, therefore the song must be good. Or if, the word, if it doesn't have any bad words in it, then it must be good, right? We like that argument. Well, this song doesn't have any bad words in it, so then I can listen to it. We'll get to that one a little bit later. Matthew 12. 35, 37 talks about what's in your heart comes out. And, uh, but I say unto you, that every other word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Isn't that scary? We're be judged by what we say. Now some of us say more things than others, right? We have, uh, we're in a more dangerous position for that. Why would we be justified? Does that mean what we listen to will be justified? What do you think? What we listen to usually comes out in your words, so. What you listen to comes out. Okay. I think I'll agree with that. We take it in. Uh, we do have this thing of. Uh, we're going to talk about tomorrow night about it won't affect me, right? I know it's a bad word, but it won't affect me. Talk about that tomorrow night. So, connotation, something suggested by a word of thing in different songs uh, can connotate different things, specifically. Now, speaking on the power of sound. Third point, power of sound. Uh, how sounds affect us. And we have several things here. First of all, we have pitch. Uh, dissonance creates tension or unrest. Remember that song I played for you earlier? Uh, where they were singing this song? Dissonance kind of gives you a little bit of that uneasy feeling. And we can put these different sounds together and it makes us feel a little bit, a little bit grouchy, a little bit testy, right? And 
so songwriters, when they write songs, uh, they put all this stuff in there uh, to make us good on the certain track, the certain track, the certain trail. Uh, this is to make us uh, a little bit, to make us testy. And this is uh, extreme diversity can make us excited. Here's another one, uh, not tension, but this is diversity creates excitement or energy. In other words, we go high and low, we get excited. What is an exciting song? Anybody think of an exciting song you like? It has a lot of uh, diversity. How should a king come? How should a king come? Good. Very exciting song. Here's the uh, rush to the hospital I played for you earlier. A lot of diversity. fast, can be slow, different rhythms affect us, right? Uh, they say there are certain styles of music that are good to listen to while you're working out because it matches your heart rate. When, you, uh, when your heart rate picks up, you should listen to this because it will help you work out. And certain styles that they say will slow it down, so listen to slower styles uh, to help slow it down. Rhythm. Long or slow notes communicate differently than short, fast notes. What do long, slow notes communicate? a song with long, slow notes. Yes, sir? Maybe sadness? Sadness. Maybe a little more melancholy, a little more mellow. What about short, fast ones? Excitement. Excitement. Yep, excitement. So when you're writing, a, when people are writing a song, they put all these, all these things together, the pitch and uh, the rhythm and other things we're going to talk about to, to make this certain picture. And we're not even talking about words yet. We're not even talking about songs with certain words. We're talking about any kind of music that we listen to. And so people study this and will put this in ads, in uh, music, videos specifically, to attract attention, to attract a certain type of audience, to capture people because of the sound, because it's exciting. Now when you have certain ads, you always play some kind of captivating music if it's a good ad, right? You want people to be happy when they watch it. If you're trying to sell uh, dish soap on an ad, you don't want to put some sad music with it. Or some long, slow music because people will be sad and they look at the soap and they think, oh. All right? You have to put something upbeat to get them. So music, people, and there's a lot of studies you can do with how sound, how sounds like this affect you. Uh, how many of you have spoken to your dog and you said with a bad tone, but you said good words? For instance, you good, good dog. How many of you have done that? What does the dog do? What does the dog do? What does the dog think you're saying? Bad dog. Bad dog. The sound, right? You said good words. 
But the sound is bad, therefore the dog takes it bad. We're going to get to that right at the end. Uh, another one we have here is Rhythm. And uh, here's the song, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. We're going to sing just the first line with nice, long, slow notes. Oh, joyful, joyful, we sound. So we have, uh, you have pitch, how high and low things go, you have rhythm, what kind of tempo the song has, and you also have dynamics. What are dynamics? When you think of dynamics, what do you think of? Loud and soft. Loud and soft, absolutely, contrast. If everybody would talk at the same time with no dynamics, we would get pretty bored easily because it's not that exciting, right? Because we don't have many, uh, much inflection or voice, and so we can easily get bored. <laughs> dynamics, one of the most powerful ways to communicate. Loud and soft music, right? Rush to the hospital, start that with a da, 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 and it picks up and goes all over the place, and you get all excited because Things are going all over the place, your emotions are going everywhere too, and you're thinking all kinds of crazy things, and uh, people can grab our attention with this dynamic music. Now, we like to listen to this kind of music, we're riding down the road and we're jamming to music, right? And certain types of songs can affect this. Here is a uh, song with Fierce Rage the Tempest. Fierce Rage the Tempest. Uh, nice, strong words. Uh, but that was wrapped in guileless sleep, and the last line says, calm and still. And when you sing with the, with the dynamics of it, with the words, it's really, really uh, effective. Now, last one we have structure. Repetition can bring unity to music. For instance, when we learn things in school, we often repeat things, right? Repeat after me, you know, have all these little things for prepositional phrases, poems, we repeat it, repetition's good. Now, it can be overdone. For instance, the song Silent Night. Who likes this song? Just really loves this song. Right? It's a pretty song. Uh, there's a lot of repetition in the song. So sometimes it can seem like it gets a little bit long. A lot of similar lines. What can wash away my sin is another one. A lot of gospel songs fit in this category. It can be overdone, but it's one way that makes things stick. And ads are another powerful way here uh, where we have 
repetitious sounds. For instance, we have the sound da 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 da. What do you think of nationwide is on your side, right? Rep repetitive ads, repetitive things like that stick. Uh, any other ads that you can think of? Songs or jingles from an ad that you know? What about do 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 do? song called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Everybody know the song? Who knows the song? What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Here are the words. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Alright? Let's sing the first verse together. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not care. tune, uh, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Let's sing this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, with this word to the tune of Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. This one might be a little bit harder for us to sing, but uh, we'll give it a shot. Using these words and this tune. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and Changes the whole song. 
Now, the interesting thing about this is the words are the same. But if the words and the music don't line up, don't match, it's not a good fit, what wins? The music. The music. Absolutely. So when we try to argue that this song has good lyrics, therefore we should listen to it because it has good words, or it doesn't have any bad words, then we should listen to it. Is that a good argument? Not necessarily, because sound wins. Remember we talked to our dog with a bad tone and good words. And the dog thinks we're talking bad to it. Whenever we have music and words and they don't line up, they don't go together, the sound always wins. This is why uh, advertisers spend countless hours studying what soundtracks to use for music videos, for movies, for ads, and uh, why singers spend so much time on the song, on the tune, because different things stick, specifically. What do you think of this, uh, this thing right here? Music does not make us feel certain things. It simply creates an atmosphere where it's easier for us to feel the emotion or emotions from the song. Music does not make us feel certain things. It simply creates an atmosphere where it's easier for us to feel the emotion or emotions of the song. What do you think? It's kind of hard to separate that. Kind of hard to separate it. All right. What would you say? I, I think music sets the tempo. Yeah. Music sets the, the tempo? The music makes us feel certain things. All right. Anybody else? I think I do agree with it because people feel wildly different things from the same music. And so I don't think it's quite accurate to say that music makes you feel certain things. Um, like even from the songs earlier, people had you know, wildly different from you know being on a sled ride to you know whatever else. And so we often say that music makes us feel happy, or certain styles of music make us feel happier, right? I mean that's kind of a, a phrase we say. Uh, if that's the case, therefore every time we hear this song, whatever it is. What a friend we have in Jesus, we should feel happy instantly, right? If if music makes us if music makes us happy, therefore we listen to a happy song immediately, I'll be happy. Does that work? Why not? Don't we generally go to songs how we're feeling? Now I kind of agree with Sam. I actually struggled with this for a little bit. But if if music makes us feel certain things, that means that music has more control than we do. That means music controls us. We don't have any choice. That means when we play this song, I'm going to act like this. Or when I play this song, I'm going to immediately think like this. I don't have any choice in the matter. I don't have any say in the matter. Music is controlling me. It's kind of like saying, uh, so-and-so, Jason made me mad. Did Jason make me mad? Well, we say he did. I mean, Jason hit me and he made me mad. Who, who got mad? I did, right? It's my choice. If I listen to a song and I get depressed or angry, is it the song's fault or my fault? 
my choice. We have a choice. So music can help us feel certain things, but music does not make us feel certain things. And that is, uh, we often say, uh, I love this song because this makes me, this makes me feel happy inside. Okay. I'm going to say, because I listen to that song, maybe I cry. Music does not make us feel certain things, but it creates that atmosphere. Does that make sense? It's kind of, it's maybe splitting hairs just a little bit. It's a little bit hard to comprehend, but it's kind of like saying somebody made me mad. Once again, as I said before, if sound and the words disagree, then the sound wins. Like when we said, good words to our dog in a bad tone. I know why sound has such a big impact. Why talking to somebody is better than texting. Because you have way bigger impact communicating. So, why, why do we study uh, association words and sound? This doesn't give us everything we need to understand music, but it only helps us, right? So now we're going to have to put in the words and understand why some songs affect us more. If the pitch, rhythm, and dynamics and words are good, then we have a good song. And sound does matter. Well, the kind of music we listen to does matter to us, regardless if the words are Christian or not. Because the different sounds affect us. Any comments? says about music and what the doesn't matter what I say about music. It matters what the Bible says about music, what God thinks about our music, what we listen to. And tomorrow we'll talk about what God cares about and how that affects us. And then next night we'll talk about what we should do about it. Thank you for being here. We'll close with prayer and then you can be dismissed. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for music and for sound, and that if we have sound, then we can enjoy the different types of sound. And I pray that as we go forth from here, that we could uh, speak kind words and uh, speak kind things to each other. And I especially pray for us as we think about our songs we listen to, the music we listen to, and the types of sounds that we listen to, that we could uh, honor and glorify you with that. And I pray you be with us as we uh, go home, keep us safe, and the rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen.